Blog Talk Radio. Intelligent, controversial, groundbreaking. The great liberators are coming. Hosts Amiri Brown and Kenya White take on all topics intrinsic to the black experience. No topic is too cold or too hot. Now, here are the great liberators, Amiri Brown and Kenya White. Welcome to the Great Liberators radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. We have an interesting show tonight. We will be discussing a viral video that has been making its rounds on social media uh, regarding single mothers and the creation of the ghetto. Um, I am your host, Kenya White, and I am joined by your other host, Amiri Brown. Amiri, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm I'm um excited to get started and, and, and chop it up and and um you know, break down this video and, and see if we can bring some some clarity, some levity and some balance and understanding to to uh to the to this issue. Right. Absolutely. Are you ready to roll with the video? Um, well, let's, let's just lay out, lay out a couple of things, uh, right okay. quick, because they're like, because something that we've talked about at length from the, from the very beginning of the show has been this rise of sodomirism and, and mm-hmm. what sodomirism is, it is a backlash against black women. There seems to be this pervasive backlash um, against um, black women where they are demonized, um, demeaned, degraded, and they are essentially blamed for all of the ills that is prevalent within uh, the black community today. Um, Yeah, I definitely have noticed that. I've seen a lot of... Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying that I definitely have noticed that. I have noticed that it's not uncommon to hear the black woman referred to as the downfall of the black community. I have even um, saw on social media, you know, multiple times, Mm -hmm. where the black woman was likened to uh, white supremacy or the white man as as being like a Mm -hmm. co-conspirator against black men. Right. 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 And, and 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 we know that that's an asinine um an asinine assertion. Uh first off before we before we really delve into it, um the the guest calling number is 646-564-9858. I see we have a couple of callers um in the queue if anybody has a comment or a question or they would like to add their two cents to the discussion, uh press 1 and that will bring you bring you guys into our caller queue. And we'll let you come on with and and, and um, make a brief comment. But um, finish saying what you were saying, Kenya. No, I was just saying that it's it's um, it's it's not uncommon to hear mm-hmm. us being declared the enemy in our group, Black right. Men and Women United. I saw that mm-hmm. there was a a member who put up. A meme saying that you know mm-hmm. the black woman is being is the enemy of the the black woman is the enemy of black men because she's been used by white men as you know a pawn of white supremacy against black men and there were black men who came on and agreed with that and right. they believe but, it whole I think right but see and this and this is why it, it goes back to um the victimization and the victimology that many mm-hmm. black men operate with. And and this is how come I said that to be, to be pro-black is essentially to be pro-black male, and that's it. There is no room for anyone else. There's no room for black women. There's no room for black children. Many times when 
these gentlemen make statements like that, they're coming from a place of uh, self-service, self-centeredness, and and selfishness. So, for example, they'll make statements like that in regards to child support. Again, as if you as a man have have a right to not take care of your children. What they essentially do, whether they even realize that's what they're doing or not, they're essentially advocating for the right to be deadbeat fathers or to shortchange their children. That's basically what they're doing. And uh, the reason why I don't sympathize with with that line of thinking, because as a as a man in the home uh, providing for the family, I can't make excuses. The, the household gets 90% of my income. And here you are complaining and whining about, what, 200 to, to $400 measly a month? So I don't sympathize. As far as I'm concerned, you're getting off easy. Because guess what? Children are expensive. Children, children are expensive. And this is how come there is a moral component to, to sexual behavior. Because through sex, you create children. Right. Through sex, you create children. And so that seems to be the entire disposition of this generation of men where that they, anything that they are hazarded by, it is all laid at the feet of somebody else. It's either the white man's fault or it's the black woman's fault, but it's never their fault. No one made you climb into a bed with a woman and have sex and have unprotected right. sex. You're not a little child. You know what the the consequences are of that activity. You know what right. the consequences are. And so when they say things like the woman has been the right hand of, 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 of white supremacy, that's the place that they're coming from. And, and, and what I noticed when, you know, talking about the rise of Sotomayorism is that there have been several copycat um, individuals who have risen up and and begin also to spew the type of vitriol and hatred that Tommy Sotomayor um, is 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 famous for, what he's infamous for. There have been several cop, cop, copycats of of this entire dynamic. You, uh, you have Minister Jap. He's he's another clown who basically spends his entire time. Uh, talking about what's wrong with with black women, and I just want to be very clear about one thing, and that is, is that black men, generally speaking, as a general group, have no room to talk about anyone. I mean, as it stands now, we have um, enough issues on our own that we need to be uh, uh, taken care of, as opposed to to uh, to trying standing and, and, and finger finger wagging at black women as if we have all the answers and as if we have it all figured out. The fact of the matter is we don't. Right. That is that is the truth. That is the fact of the matter. We don't have it all figured out and we have a lot of work that we need to be doing as men. So for example, many of them will complain about child support, but Black men make markedly less than their white male counterparts doing the exact same work. How come we're not focused on that as black men? So the answer, if you're having trouble taking care of your seed or taking care of your child, the answer is not to advocate not taking care of your child. The answer is to make sure that you're getting paid a fair wage from the power apparatus, from the power structure. Equal, equal pay for equal work. But again, this speaks to the entire dynamic that has been that that seems to be prevalent right now, where it is we find it easier to punch down than we do to punch up. So we'll make our women the enemy, as opposed to focusing on the real enemy. You understand? And so yeah. that seems to be the entire uh, cultural disposition of black men at this moment. And it is up to to, to those of us um, who have a certain level of understanding to resist that with every fiber uh, of our of our being. So you can go ahead and start playing the um, start playing playing this video. It's, it's it's a brief video, I believe, and and we can just you know pause it and 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 break it down and bring out and bring out certain points because there's another clown on Facebook. Um, 
I'm not sure what his name is, but he, he you know, he's he's walking in the footsteps of, um, you know, Tommy Sotomayor, um, you know, being very uh, condescending and demeaning of of black women. And let's be frank, it has become extremely popular to be anti-black women today. It's extremely popular. You can create an entire career and an entire um, internet uh, following off of tearing down black women, bashing black women. And that is something that, that has to be remedied and have to be and has to be challenged. Okay. What were you about to say? I was just going to say that you can create an entire internet following just by slamming black women on a regular basis. But the guy who who made this video, his name is Lucini the Prince. L U C H I N I D A P R I N C E. Lucini the Prince. Okay. You guys ready? Right, well, yeah, let's let's get into it. Okay. Raise your hand if you're married. None of you are married. Raise your hand if you would like to be married to your baby's father. One. The rest of you don't plan to get married. Why don't you plan to get married? I'd like to know that. You, you already have your child to think about, and then a, a whole family to get care for, you know, it's, it's a lot of responsibility. And then you don't want the commitment. I don't want a man holding me down because I, I think I can make it as a single parent. But don't you think you might need help in raising that baby from a man? Not really. I didn't have a father. My father wasn't in the home, so, you know, it, it really... Alright, stop, stop it right there, Kenya. Now, the guy, the guy who posted this, he, uh, he, he put in big bold letters. See, I told you, black women are the are the, are responsible for the creation of the ghetto, right? And he was basically mm-hmm. saying that the things that they were saying are displaying some type of uh, thought process that facilitates poverty, um, welfare, and dependence, and um, and fatherlessness. But if you notice, listen at what the girl said. When the interviewer asked her, do you think you would need the help of a man to help you rear that that baby? She said, no, I didn't have a father. Right. So we see that there's already a pre-existing pathology of fatherlessness operating even at that point. And that was the point. That is the direct uh, the direction I was going to go with this entire this entire discussion. Because that video uh, was was recorded in 1980, but w- when we start to see the the disintegration of the black nuclear family was already at place uh, near the 40s and the 1940s and the 1950s. That is something that I've talked about. Black men in the 1950s were two times less likely to get married than black men in the 1940s. Wow. Um, they were two times less likely to get married than um, black men in the 1940s and, and it's stair steps on and on and on. Right. So we already see that that was um, something that was already taking place. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we see that that was something that was uh, already taking, taking place. Um, and so, what we're seeing there, we're, we're seeing the we're seeing the effect of that, not the cause. So we're seeing right. the effect of these young girls in the 1980s, and then also in the 1980s, you had the um, you had the rise of the crack cocaine epidemic, which did irreparable damage to um, to the black family and to the black community. All right, finish playing it. All right. Not substantially important in the town. Y'all know this. I'm just very thorough with this. This is me and my video. Bitch, you was the one that sided with the white slippers. You sided with welfare policy. You said that you can rear these men, these boys, into manhood. This is what you said, black people. 
This is what you see. Now we see what you've done, and it's clearly you haven't done that. So now we want to talk about who's the blame for this shit. It's your black ass. It's your idiot black ass. You can't hide from this. But you got these whores running around now claiming that we're marching against against police brutality, and these cops are fucking up these black men because these illogical, argumentative black men are confronting these cops with the same way that you see these niggas on YouTube, constantly arguing back and forth, thinking that if I completely argue with you, I'm going to show you where you wrong, and, and uh, you know, I'm going to win the debate. You ain't going to win no debate with no cop, now. You're not going to win that. He sounds ridiculous. Yeah. He sounds absolutely um, ridiculous. And if you notice, look how he puts the onus on the behavior of the black men at, for why they're being killed at the hands of at the hands of cops. So, so what, this is this is the line of the line of reasoning he's using. He's saying because the man is out the home, these these boys are picking up the attributes of women, which is nothing but arguing and, and arguing with the police, and that's how come they're being killed. Who? What? What? What was the excuse for for when black men were, were being killed before that? Black men have always been killed by the police, idiot. So what are you talking about? Right. See, these, all these do all these beta ass, coon ass dudes do is whine and complain because they can't. They can't quantify how to mitigate their existence as men. And what many of them are looking for is relevance as a black man. And so the only way they can seek to find that relevance is by dumping on the one group that is beneath them socially, and that's black women. It's black women. Black men have always been killed by the police. So what are you, what are you talking about? That, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. They, 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 would, they would kill you anyway. So I, I don't understand that, that line of reasoning. But again, they make everything about the so-called family breakdown because in their minds, the way they conceive the, the, the family breakdown is the black man was just sitting there trying to do everything he could. He was just doing everything he could. He was doing everything, just trying to provide for his family. He was being good. He wasn't doing nothing wrong. And this big, and, and this big bad white man came and got his woman and made her take welfare and take feminism and put him out the home. And they left him with no choice. Get the hell out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Niggas was doing shit they had no fucking business the same way they be doing now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they was doing shit then. That they ain't had no business the same way they be doing shit now. They ain't got no goddamn business. That ain't got nothing to do with it. You see what I'm saying? But that is the way they conceive this issue. That is the way they conceive it. And I really wish that I could get some of these clowns on this show so we could rip them apart. Um, bro, you can go ahead and finish playing. Let's see what this clown got to say. What you learn when you have a father in the home. You don't have to always like what your dad said, but you learn to respect that authority. He's the, he's the one in charge. I don't like what he said, but goddamn it, I, I ain't gonna say nothing to him, but this is his shit. You sit there arguing with a guy who has a license to put handcuffs on you, to arrest you, to shoot you, to ultimately kill you. This is who you argue with. Instead of you just saying, listen, this is the argument that I'm not gonna answer before, I'm not gonna engage it. No, you think you can change people. This is why you niggas sit back and argue all the time on YouTube, on Facebook. Because you niggas are committed, y'all exhibited, y'all soft, y'all behave just like this, like this. Because that's what this black bitch does. And you look at these savages. I mean, you got these apes who don't do anything but sit back all day and day. I pop parties right there. <laughs> Correct. Maybe I'm hearing things, but did he just call? Did he just call black men savages? Savages and apes, Amiri. Right, and see that is something that I've noticed too. That many of these men who follow in the footsteps of Tommy Sotomayor, they have there's a strong coon vibe there. It, it, it always comes with uh, coonish rhetoric, white supremacist uh, rhetoric. You see, because you know, like what we what we think is we think that it's all about the black man and that the black man is the most hated. 
and the black man is the target because that's what the scholars say. But but here here's the thing: if you want to challenge on a fundamental level the manhood of a male populace, you attack you don't attack those men; you attack their women because the 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 fundamental essence of manhood is to protect your women and your children. And so, what many white supremacists do. Like and, and I even made a post about this. You never hear conservatives speak speak about mass incarceration and its relation to the disintegration of the black family, but you'll always hear them talk about welfare. Right. Why is that? When we know from empir- from, from empirical data that there is a greater correlation between mass incarceration and fatherlessness than there is between welfare and fatherlessness. Uh, there's a greater correlation between mass incarceration and single motherhood than there is between welfare and single motherhood. So the reason why they, why they do that is because they use that as a wedge to drive a wedge between black men and black women. The reason why, why these communities have been devoid of men is not because of welfare. It's because of mass incarceration. It's because of mass incarceration. Um, up until 1986, the majority of the prison population was white men. And then once Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan enacted the war on drugs, the entire dynamic switched, and it created a massive vacuum within the black community. It created a massive um, vacuum within the within the black community. Um, Carla Forza, former, bring you on. Let's make your comment right quick and see what you have to say. Uh, just keep it brief. Hello, yeah, Carla. Yeah. yeah. Hi, this is y'all, Yukini. And, uh, yeah, and I just want to call in and, um, you know, I just want to, you know, share, you know, something that I've come across in my research because recently I've been doing a comparative study on the um, attitudes and treatment of women in uh, societies uh, and people groups that are, you know, oppressed, oppressed under um, a system of civilization. So I've been comparing, um, you know, the attitudes attitudes towards women in the black community was that of uh, the attitudes of women in the first world nation in Canada and also um, within the population uh, a population in El Salvador. Um, and, you know, and across the board, it's the same. You know, the attitudes mm-hmm. towards women are the same. There, there's an increased, um, you know, level of, uh, you know, violence, um, domestic violence. In El Salvador, they have a phenomenon called, um, going on called femicide where, you know, women are killed, uh, you know, just because they, you know, are women. And it's the same. And, you know, and, and a lot of these attacks, because I think misogyny is just based in illusion. It's, it's not based, you know, in reality because just because of the power dynamic, you know, you're not going to have a whole lot of incidents of women having the ability to abuse and oppress men on a significant mass level, you know, because we're just not, you know, in that position of power, you know, physically, sometimes economically, and even emotionally because, you know, emotional-wise, women crave relationship. So you're not going to see a lot of women rejecting relationship. There's not a lot of women who would turn down a good man. There's not a lot of women who would opt to be alone and not to be married. So, you know, if we have all these single households, you know, many times it's because the men are, are jumping ship and abandoning. I mean, you know, women have a tendency to stand by the men, even the worst type of men. You know, when they talk about that ride, they, you don't never hear about that ride or die man. You know, you don't right. hear about that ride or die chick. You know, if you go to, you know, go to the visitation days at the prison, at a male prison, you're going to see a long line of black women. You go to a female prison, you're not going to see too many black men standing in line to see their woman who's locked up. 
And, you know, and by doing my comparative study on the attitudes and the treatment of women in oppressed people's group under colonization, you know, the only thing that I can conclude is that what the woman, the colonized woman has come to symbolize in the mind of her man. Because, you know, we all know that throughout history, you know, one of the main ways for a dominating country to assert, you know, its dominance was through the rape and victimization of the women. You know, right now there's an exactly. epidemic, you know, in the, in the Congo where, you know, military rape is practiced not as a form of sexual conquest because it's to, you know, let the, the male group that's being dominated know that, that they have been dominated and they have been conquered. So, you know, I think with these oppressed people group, the colonized male, his woman begins to symbolize something different. He no longer sees the woman. He no longer sees his helpmeet. He no longer sees his partner, but he sees this, a symbolization of his domination and of him being conquered. And mm. you know, and that That's and that, that that deep sense that 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 deep sense of personal insecurity that the image of the black woman inspires within him. You know, when a black man looks at the black woman and and, and the ruined state that we're in, you know, he, he subconsciously he knows that it's because we are a dominated people group, and that he as a male has been emasculated by white supremacy. But, but like Mitchell, how you say all the time, you hear, you hardly see a male who trace the the ruin in the black community directly back to white supremacy because something in them, their pride, their ego, or maybe just the depths of the, their pain won't let them fully acknowledge and vocalize the fact that they, as the males, have been subjugated and dominated by another male group. Right. Exactly. So, so, the, so they take the back. Let me interrupt. Let me interrupt. Let me interrupt. Hold mm-hmm. on, because I want to. I want to yeah. back off of what you just said, because that's why I don't. I don't call it white supremacy. Mm-hmm. That's exact. That's exactly why. I intentionally call it what it what it what it is. Black men right. have been dominated and are dominated by another male group. And all of right. the problems and the issues that pervade black society and the black community are a direct reflection and a, di- and a, and a direct effect of that reality. And until, and exactly. until we deal with that, in a way, it, 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 within our psychology and our thought process as men, we will never be able to um, surpass the event horizon of our oppression to actually navigate to something that is akin to what we would call liberty. That's it. Begin it begins there. And so for many of the and so for many black men, it is easier to find that that sense and that longing of masculinity and manhood in the way they treat their women and their indifference to their women. Like this entire notion that the white man had to trick the black woman to go against you so he could so he could take you down. You already down. What are you you already you are you already subjugated, brother. So what are you talking about? They don't have to concoct no plan to take you down. You're already taken down. You understand? You're, you're already subjugated. So that so that is something that they concoct. It is a trope. To make them feel to make them feel better about themselves as men, and so I get the psychology of it. But what I what I, what I what I won't do, and what I and what I won't, me personally, go for. Hello. It's for these men. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what I won't go for is for these men to find that that sense of manly relevance. Standing on the the mutilated carcasses of the assassinated character of black women. If you want to if you want to be a find, have that manly relevance, then you need to do that with ten toes down on the ground, standing on your own two. Period. Exactly. Now, I understand what you were saying. Yeah, well, you know, that's just basically the gist of what I was saying, you know, because, I mean, when you look at, you know, because black people have a tendency to think that we're the only ones who are oppressed. 
that we're the only ones who are subject to colonization. And, you know, when we do that, we, we disempower ourselves because we don't realize that there are other communities who are suffering and ailing under the same exact system. And, you know, and until we can, you know, and, and when we look at what's going on in those communities and see what's going on in our communities, it makes it easier for us to stop pointing the pointing of the finger of blame you know, at each other within our community and look at the, the overarching enemy, which is the system of colonization and white supremacy because the dynamics are the same across the board. Every colonized community and oppressed people group that you go to, you will see the same dynamics going on as far as the breakdown in the family, as far as drug epidemics, as far as, you know, poverty, as far as crime. It's all the same. The symptoms are the same across the board. So, you know, me being able to do that comparative analysis between the different, you know, colonized people and the treatment of women and the breakdown of male-female relationships, it makes it obvious that, you know, it's something that's Something that is inherent to white supremacy, there's some mechanism within white supremacy with the design of causing the male to turn against the female. You know, it, hmm. it, you know, it, it's something that just doesn't happen on its own. It's some kind of mechanism that's happening within the within the model of white supremacy that specifically targets the black man and plants certain seeds within him. Well, and he'll turn against his black woman or he'll implode rather than venting his frustration and aggression and anger and rage at the system of white supremacy itself, you know, because like how you said, Mitchell, you know, they, they don't have the guts or the awareness to look at white supremacy and attack white supremacy, but they attack the black woman. You know, that's like me as a mother. If my child is, you know, acting out and having behavior problems, I'm not going to pass the buck down the line and say, oh, something's just wrong with my child. As the head of that child, I'm going to look at something that I might be doing that could be causing dysfunction in my child. And, you know, and, and a right. black male is supposed to be the lead. So if, if there is a breakdown in the family structure, you got to, you got to, you know, start from the head and work and work your way down. You know, because right. they're blaming a black woman today, tomorrow they're going to be blaming their children. Black children as the reason why the black family ain't together since they're passing along the book. They're going to be blaming a family dog as the reason why there's a breakdown, you know, in the <laughs> family structure, you know. And, right. and, and you know, that's sad yeah. to say because, you know, it, they're, they're spending, I bet you Tommy, I wonder what Tommy Sotomayor would do if he was face-to-face with a white supremacist. I bet you he wouldn't hardly have any hardly nothing next to nothing to say. Nearly not as much right, as he, he has probably, to say against black he women. Right, he probably think that he probably think they're his friends, but uh yeah, you keep me thanks thanks for your call. Um yeah, he, he would probably Tommy I mean he he's such a you know, such a coon and a charlatan, he would probably think they they are his um his friends. But she you know, she made a lot of good a lot of good a lot of good points, man, you know, about this um entire dynamic that's at play and, and, and that's why I said what a lot of brothers are really seeking is with is within themselves. Um we have another caller, caller nine one six, I'm bringing you on. Okay. Yeah, caller. Hi, it's Cookie. Hi everybody. Hey Cookie. Hi Cookie. I'm just here with my popcorn and listening tonight. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's something how these brothers concoct these these tropes and the lengths they go to to revise history to make their narrative be the dominant and the prevailing narrative as if as if that's true, where this entire notion where they was just trying to figure out how they could do it for their family, and they was doing everything they could, and they wasn't doing nothing wrong, and, and then one day the white man just came and, and gave the woman some food stamps, and he gave the black woman some ideas about feminism, and she just turned on him. You know what I'm saying? Man, get the hell out of here. You know what I'm saying? Dudes used to be leaving their families and every goddamn thing else. Yeah, I'm going to get some cigarettes and never coming back. You know what I'm saying? 
So right. it's like it just 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 cut the bullshit. That was the reality. It, it's not something that black men was white men was doing it too. White men were doing it too. Like that, you know. I mean, we see, right. they show you that in that movie Harlem Nights when he was with Sunshine and he called his wife and was like, yeah, yeah. I got another girl I'm never coming back and hung the phone up. You know, that's how they used to do, man. But you want to sit in and, 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 and pretend like you was just sitting sitting on the bed all day trying to figure out how you could make it for your family. A lot of dudes was on bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Do you think and, that and, 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 more and, men... What? Do you, do you think it's more men... Um, kind of admonish the, the other men that are doing that, that it'll decrease in numbers, because what I notice is a lot of bad behavior from the men, and then other men don't say anything. So it goes, it goes right. silent to where it's encouraged in the silent, you know, mode. And right. I feel like if, if other men held other men accountable, mm-hmm. these things can decrease because, like I said on the post before, the circle I hang with, we hold each other accountable. We don't have time for that type of BS. You know what I'm saying? So right. when you hold people accountable for things, they don't have room. They don't have any wiggle room to play those stupid-ass games anymore because no one's right. tolerating right. it. You know what I'm saying? And if it starts right. one, one man at a time, you know, it can make a change, but too many men encourage right. it. You know what I'm saying? They just hop on this bandwagon. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And I mean, and, and they do, and, and that's, that goes back to, like, I, that's something I talk about all the time, especially, like, with the rise of hip-hop culture and what what we have come to accept as what is normal when it comes to black masculinity and black manhood. And this is something that you see brothers engage in all the time where they want to impugn the manhood and the masculinity of another of another black black man who doesn't necessarily subscribe to their to their to their views. They'll say things like, "Oh, well, he's using feminine logic and he's being emotional." And I'm and, and black men men are logical. Yeah, you know, we're so logical. But like I said, you're so logical that you got a woman right here that you don't love, don't want to be with, and you have your face all in her ass and all in her twat, and then you, you then you running up in her with no kind of more, didn't want to whine when she get pregnant. But you're talking about your logical. You see what I'm saying? This, these false notions of masculinity and manhood, and that's what we must challenge. We must, going forward into the 21st century, there must be a revision and a reconceptualization of what it means to be a black masculine man. Because, it, because at the end of the day, where we are right now, it goes back to the value system that we operate with both as men and women, but more specifically and more importantly, the men, because it's going to always go back to the men. You can't tell me that you are the target of white supremacy, that it's about black male exceptionalism where you are uh, are the one who, 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 who is consistently and constantly targeted, but then tell me it doesn't start with you. Those, those, th- those things both can't be true. If you are the target, then it, it, it has to start with you. Because you're the target for a reason. Period. And as I, come, I said, I don't understand how you can have men who, who want to subscribe to patriarchal ideas while deferring at every turn to the woman. Well, we might, we, we might as well be under a matriarchy then. <laughs> if, if, if that's what we're doing. And so here's the question. Let's say, let's say welfare took the man out the home. Let's say feminism took the man out the home and destroyed the man. Okay, listen, I'll, I'll give you that. For the sake of argument, I'll say that's true. What's stopping you from, what's stopping you from doing what you're supposed to do today? When you go and get a woman pregnant, what's stopping you from marrying the woman? What public policy is stopping you? What government, what government policy is stopping you? There's nothing stopping you. Go ahead. I was saying that most, a lot of black men are lazy as hell. You know what I'm saying? A lot of black men hmm. feel like they should be pampered and catered to on all, you know, all levels. You know what I'm saying? They feel hmm. like they've been through this struggle, and this struggle has hmm. placed them in this high, this high pedestal. 
and women need to care to them. They're not even understanding and looking at the fact that that black woman has been there from the beginning of time to the present Mm. time and will be there in the future time. We've always been next to that black man from the doggone um, plantation, you know, and us. We had always been there. You understand what I'm talking about? I mean, they have men have no power. That's what the bottom line is. Black man has no power. That power was taken from them back then during the bus breaking days and all that stuff. And it, I mean, it's the reality. We both went through the struggle together. But for some reason, they hate the black woman. We're the ones that abandoned them, supposedly. And we have always been there. Right. And my thing is, right. what the hell is welfare? Okay, well, you, I mean, so, you, 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 you have. Yeah, Shalaz Ali to think for that, you know, so, you know, with the stuff that she says, uh, you know, the, like I said, I, I, put, I, mean, I put I put majority of the blame on on those scholars. But go, go ahead, finish that what you were saying. What I'm gonna say is welfare. Okay, they, they these Negroes act like we getting an astronomical amount of damn money a month from some doggone welfare. <laughs> now back right, in the seventies, right. they really weren't getting shit. So what 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 made right. what who 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 came in the house and told your black ass to leave? Right. You know what I'm saying? Who came in your house? You supposed to get a man in that house. Who'd you allow to come in there and pull you by your black neck and tell you to come outside and not come back? Nobody. Right. You understand what I'm talking about? But you want people to to starve children because you're not there. You're not working. And if you are, you're not right. doing what you're supposed to do because you're too busy trying to populate a whole other community. You know what I'm talking about? They have to seriously look at themselves and be accountable for the stuff that they do because there's no way in hell that I would know any black woman in her damn right mind who's going to allow her kids to starve and not get any type of assistance. She's she's a big dummy if she's going to wait on this food. You know what I'm saying? This This is the deal. Black women do whether you're there or not. That has always been us, and they don't like it. You understand what I'm talking about? So if I have to go get some damn right. food stamps and I work, I'm going to get some damn food. I wish I can get food stamps right now. You understand what I'm talking about? Right. So, for real, though, like I'm, I'm constantly looking for someone to sell some damn food stamps. But this is the deal. I mean, what the hell amount do you think is the, is the, is the, the premise for you to leave your house and leave your, leave your children and not take care of anybody, and then you want to turn around and blame her? And you're supposed right. to be exactly. the backbone. You're supposed to be the strength. Right. I don't get it. Um, and and you know what? And and that is that is the reality. And 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 I mean, let's 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 um, you know, provide provide some context. It we understand that it was extremely rough for black men back then. It was it was extremely rough uh, time period. Um, they had a lot to put up with. Um, it would be enough to make any 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 male group, um, you know, lose their shit. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, no one ever said that being a man was going to be easy. And if that and it's something that that you have to do. And and so I think the reason why they subscribe to a lot of these tropes that have that can be disproven with with empirical data. Is because they don't want to face that that was the reality. I think because there's been this stigma attached to black men that says they aren't shit. You know, I mean, we know how that you know how that whole thing say with sisters say niggas ain't shit. You know, niggas are dogs or whatever the case is. And so I think that that has something, you know, something to do with the resistance of the actual historical facts of how the disintegration of the black family. Played out, but let's be uh, clear here: both the black man and the black woman were victims of white supremacy, and that has always mm-hmm. been my point. Bringing up the failures of black men is not in an effort to tear black men down; it is in an effort to get them to stand down from trying to tear down black women, because she's been just as much of a victim as you. So she she's not the problem. She was never the problem. The problem is that you are dominated by another male group. That is the fundamental problem 
facing black men, facing black women, facing black children, facing the black family. And that's something that we must be honest about and that we must confront. What's some of your thoughts on it, Kenya? I want to say, speaking on what you just said about um, women saying niggas ain't crap and men are dogs, Mm -hmm. I don't think that black women are saying that because some feminists told them that or some representative of white domination came and whispered that in their ear. Women are saying that in response to the treatment they are receiving and the treatment they see other women receiving that is doled out by our own men. That's Mm -hmm. that's not anywhere. I mean, you know, the thing about it is, is that we know that they are putting out these stereotypes and they're uh, propagating, um, just these really bad stigmas about us in the media. We all know that. Black women know that as well as uh, black men do. They're doing that to both of us, not just black men. But the thing about it is is that if, if the treatment that we were receiving from those men was at odds with what is being taught to us, it wouldn't matter what they said. You know, I say the same thing about men who say that, when they're absent from the home, then the the mother is poisoning the child. You know, that can only work if the treatment that that person is getting is, is, is if, if the treatment that the person was getting, either black women from black men or children from their mm-hmm. absent father, if that treatment was at odds with what they're being taught, then mm-hmm. it wouldn't work. That only works if there are reinforcing behaviors that, that, that you know, serve to validate what is being said. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's absolutely... It's um, the actions, man. It's the actions. It's, it's, right. it's always been shown. Always been shown. Right. That's, that's, um, that's absolutely, uh, you know, correct, Kenya. And... You know, and, and let's be clear because you know what we wanted to also touch on was you know talking about the black women created the ghetto. Let's be clear, the ghetto was created by institutional practices from private lending institutions, private businesses, and by public policies by federal, state, and local governments. Period. Whether we're talking about redlining, whether we're talking about uh, blockbusting. Whether we're talking about exclusion to to, to FHA loans, um, yeah. all of these different things uh, happened and coalesced to create the ghetto that we have now. And I mean, we have we have several you know several books. There's a book by uh, I forgot the name of the author, but it's called The Color of Law, and it goes into how the ghetto was um, created. We have another book, The Urban Crisis. It goes into how the ghetto was created. In um in Detroit, especially like in the, within the northern cities. So with the, the no black women did not create the ghetto. The ghetto was created by white supremacist policies and ideologies from private lending institutions and businesses, and from the public sector, from from local, state, and federal governments. Period. Point. Yeah. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. Because and, and the and reason why we're bringing that up is because. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, and from the vacuum created by white flight. Right. Yeah. By white flight when they started creating. Um, matter of fact, eminent, eminent domain laws had a lot to do with why black, why black businesses were tore down and everything. See, because like I said, there's just an entire zeitgeist at play. Mm-hmm. And all these things are connected. Even even when we start talking about integration versus segregation, um, the civil rights movement, all these different things, they all are are connected within the thought process of these men and these so called pro black people who espouse this rhetoric and and these and these ideologies. The fact of the matter is is that we've never had a black community. We've never had a black community. We have been completely controlled and dominated from the word go. And that's and that's the reality of it. 
And so at, at the end of the day, it's, it's really no one's fault except the oppressor. That's all there is to it. <laughs> you know, that's all there is um, um, to it. But we're, we're reaching the last 10 minutes of the show. Uh, Cookie, Cookie, thanks for your call. No problem. All right, all right, all right, yeah, Kenya, um, we're reaching the last 10 minutes of the show. Um, again, the call-in number is 646-564-9858. Uh, see, we have we actually have a lot of callers tonight. If somebody else wants has a, has a comment um, that they would like to ask in the discussion, press 1, and that will bring you in the call queue. But, um, yeah, Kenya, and, and like I said, you can see the gentleman as he's making his video. You can see the vitriol that he has. How are you going to call you know, black men, animals, and savages. Do we have any more of that clip left? Is there any more left? Yes. Yes, let's get through it. Go ahead. Yeah, play, okay. play, play some more of that clown. And you ought to be savages. I mean, you've got these apes who don't do anything but sit back all day, every day, and fuss back and forth. Big shine will fuss. With all these black men, I mean, when you walk, look at it, you you see it in the microcosm of what's wrong with black men in America. The fact that these shines don't know when to walk away, the fact that these shines are constantly fussing and arguing, because this is the same behavior that they exude when they confront a cop. And I told these niggas, listen, I'm not arguing with no cop. If you're going to write me a ticket, write me a ticket. If you're going to arrest me, arrest me. Here's my idea. I'm not sitting here arguing with you. I'm not going back and forth with you. It's not, not going to happen. I don't understand my rights, so I don't want to say anything. I, I want to talk to a lawyer. That's how I'm going to run that. I'm not sitting here debating with you, fussing with you, arguing with you. I'm not doing none of that shit. But these black men, for some odd reason, believe that if I argue with this cop, if I fuss with this cop, I can get this cop to change. And that's the way this black bitch thing. Now, I told y'all this, this black bitch will argue with you from 6 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night, constantly trying to prove herself right, trying to convince you that you are wrong so that you can side with her. And for this black bitch to now talk about, I'm going to hold a march, and I'm going to march on Washington because I'm tired of cops shooting and killing my black men, when bitch, you're the one that fucked up these black men. The reason why these black men are soft, illogical, weak, can't commit dots, argumentative, can backbite, just like a heifer. The reason why these brothers behave like that is because of no black ass. You can't hide. All right, all right, can you? All right, can you? You can, you can cut him off. He not, he not saying nothing. Okay, yeah, he, I wanted he, to. He, he's doing, he's doing his best, Tommy. Tommy Sotomayor impression. Go ahead. I wanted to just address that he keeps uh, making reference to um, black men getting shot for arguing and debating with cops like like a woman would, according to him. And I just want mm-hmm. how many news reports or videos have you seen where if there was an argument or a debate that ended in somebody getting shot? You know, we are living in a time where cops will roll up on somebody and shoot them before you even know that they're there. Right. You know, they, they're right, you know, right, right. Look what they did to Tamir Rice. That's why I said he's right. a coon. That's a coon talk. Right. In 20, 40 seconds, one minute, there's no arguing going on. They just pull up and execute people. That What are you saying? It's not even, that's not what's going on here. Right. Right. But but see, his his hatred for for the black woman won't allow him to see it for, for, for what it is. And and like I said, right. there, there are a bunch of these 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 Tommy Sotomayor copycats because they see that you can gain an entire internet following by shitting on black by shitting on on black women and and that is a travesty. It's an absolute travesty. Um, you said we have one more clip that we wanted to play, right? Yes, this is a Dr. Umar. Well. This is Umar Johnson. (laughs) And I have played this before on this show, but I think it's pertinent to play it right now because we're talking about single mothers, and it's important. 
I get this question everywhere I go. I was with him all these years. I got pregnant. He didn't marry me. I'm going to tell you why men tend not to marry their baby mom. A lot of them do. A lot of them do. But the reason why men tend not to marry their baby moms is because a man wants to feel that he chose his wife. Did you hear that? A man wants to feel he chose his wife. He don't want to feel like he was forced. If a man thinks you deliberately trapped him, he will not marry you because you broke his trust. The balance and power between men and women is y'all choose when the babies come, but we choose when the wedding bells ring. Did you hear that? Y'all choose when the babies come, but we choose when the wedding bells ring. And if you choose that baby before the wedding bell rings, you may never hear it. That's it. Wow. So I'll, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. I mean, I... I, I mean, I, I, I agree with that assessment talking about the balance of power, but I mean, see what they, and that's what I'm talking about. If you choose the baby, let's be clear. You cannot divorce a baby from sex in, in any attempt to do so. There is no such thing as just sex. That's the entire point. There is no such thing as, as casual sex. Period. We can, we can, we can say it is, but the child support payment's coming, buddy. So that goes to show you that it ain't. You see what I'm saying? Right. So if if you if you choose if you if you as a man choose sex before the, the wedding bells, you're just as complicit in the dysfunctional dynamic. And that has to be the message that's sent to men. You can't just put all the onus for morality on the women. It doesn't work like that. It has to be about balance. It has to be about balance. I want to speak to what Umar said, and I know we only have a few minutes left, but um, when he said that women control when babies come, you know, I think that, again, is putting the onus on the women. Um, Men know full well that their sperm fertilizes eggs. So if you're leaving your sperm where it needs to be to have a baby, then, you know, who's controlling that? You know, men know that their legacy is in their sperm. You know that those the, right. the seeds that you plant, those kids go on to carry your name. The woman, they don't carry the woman's name. The woman is absorbed into your legacy. She takes on your name. So you should be a little bit more careful about where you're spraying your legacy all the time. <clears throat> right, but see, we don't even you know, teach. It, we not, don't see. They will readily tell women that the womb is sacred. The womb is so sacred, but they, but we don't tell men that. That their phallus is sacred and that their semen is sacred. That's why I said right. when 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 the men become eroticized to their own semen, it loses all human meaning to them, and that is part of the right. problem. And, and 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 a lot of that has to do with pornography. That's something else that we don't talk about when we talk about the uh, the breakdown and disintegration of the family. The way that pornography impacted the family because the golden age of, the golden age of pornography. Was was going on during that entire time period, and, and and like I said, many of many of them have they look at these issues in ways that are very linear, and they they never really step back and do an honest assessment and get a more panoramic view of everything that was taking place and putting everything in the, in its proper context. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and this is something that we'll actually get more into the mechanics of how the family actually did disintegrate um, because this is something that, you know, that we, that we were well studied up on and we can take on anybody on, on the issue, but you can go ahead and close this out. We got a, we got a minute left. Um, Kenya. Okay. Well, I want to thank you all for joining us and I'd like to invite everybody to check out the rest of our videos on YouTube at the Great Liberators is the name of our channel. And on Facebook, our page is called The Great Liberators Radio Show. And on Twitter, we are Great Liberators at Great Liberators. And I'd like to invite everyone to join our Facebook group. It's called Black Men and Women United. And that's all I have for that. Okay. All right, it was a, it was a, it was a great show. We appreciate our, we appreciate all the callers, and we'll we'll see you again um, 
next time. Make Black Black America great again. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Great Liberator, hosts Amiri Brown and Kenya White. Until next time.